Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 300, 300. That's 100 times 3, uh, in case you were unfamiliar with math. I am Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of bleedinggreendation.com. We're going to get to uh, some Eagles news in addition to an Eagles-Saints preview. We'll make our picks for the week. But before we do that, I've really been I've been really wanting to get into gambling lately. Where can I do that, buddy? Well, Jimmy, I have the answer for you. By the <laughs> way, don't tell us, BGN Radio listeners, that we never taught you anything. I mean, this is you know a podcast where you can learn things, and I don't know about the Eagles, but math for sure. You know, they're good math at the top of the show. And I was thinking, Jimmy, uh, you know, for as much as we say the episode number doesn't matter, I mean, it might for some people who might be listening back on a replay, and they're kind of, you know, they, they put one on, they're confused, and they're, oh, wait, this is out of order. Um, so, you know, it's a nice little landmark. Potentially. Oh. What? What happened? It's my mom. Oh. My mommy's calling me. Well, I don't know if she can be on the podcast. <laughs> she can wait. Okay. Wow. No offense. Right. No offense, mom. Wow. When she listens to this podcast, <laughs> which she will definitely do. I don't think she's, I don't think, she, your parents listen to every episode, right. I think, right? I don't know if my mom has ever listened to one. Wow. Whose parents love them more? <laughs> it's clearly me. Um, take that, Jimmy. All right. Uh, to answer your question, Jimmy, James, if I may call you that, there's nothing okay. more thrilling than college football, and it all comes down to the national championship game. And Ooh. your go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps right now. New customers can bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code 5QUESTIONS. New customers bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code 5QUESTIONS, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ohio. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Bonus issued as free bets. Eligibility and terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms. Who you got in the uh, national championship? Well, I guess the, the, there's two games to get there. Who who do you got getting there, and who do you have winning, or do you even know who, who, the, say, four who teams the teams are? Again? It's <laughs> uh, I believe it's I believe one Georgia um, plays Ohio State, mm. I think, who is four, 
And then it, the other two teams I know are Michigan and TCU. With all due respect. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's who's playing who. So I think it's Georgia against Ohio State, Michigan against TCU. With all due respect to uh, BGN's own Alexis Chasson, um, who is a, a huge Buckeyes fan, I am not into college football at all, but my team would probably be whatever team is playing the Ohio State. Like That's like my favorite <laughs> I'm with team. You. I just don't like Ohio State. I like I'm Alexis a lot, obviously. One. She's like one of the very few uh, good, uh, nice, favorable Ohio State fans that I know of personally. So, uh, yeah, I just can't do it. I think there's a lot of bad associated, obviously, with that program. And I just – and I don't know. There's some people who like them that are really annoying online as well. Um, you can figure <laughs> out maybe who that is. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like when they lose. So, I will take – So, who, you got Georgia. Got, I'll take Georgia. Yeah. Give me the dogs. And then who you got in the other game? TCU, Michigan. Um, Michigan. But then Georgia will win it all. Yeah. That's how I see it, too. All right. So, all right. Glad we, uh, glad we covered some college football go. here. <laughs> Jimmy, we need to get into the Eagles now. The Philadelphia Eagles, who, uh, I mean, there's some news on the injury front in terms of Lane Johnson reportedly will now not be getting any kind of operation um, to correct the, what's it, an abductor? His abdomen? It's basically a sports hernia, yeah. is, is the easy way to say it, I think. So it looks like. As we previously expected, he will not be playing again in the regular season. He will be playing in the playoffs, but who knows how close to 100% effectiveness he'll be because this is like a pretty painful injury. Um, I don't know if it's literally the same exact thing in terms of severity or whatever, if that matters, not a medical expert. But those may recall, Deshaun Jackson had a sports hernia back in 2019, which he opted not to get surgery on and just kind of let it heal. And mm-hmm. he was out for a while and he came back and he instantly like couldn't play. He like played for like a couple snaps, I think, and then had to go out for a while again and probably could have been okay for later that season if he had actually gotten the operation early on. So um, Lane Johnson's tough as heck. And there's no doubt about that. You watch your language, sir. Wow. Sorry. Uh, I know it's a family-friendly podcast, but <laughs> but it's tough. I just, I, you know, I don't. I, I, you'll, you'd rather have any Lane Johnson out there than no Lane Johnson. I think I think that version of Lane Johnson, even at like his worst, is still better than whatever the replacement option is. But it's just, it's not great, and you have to wonder, you know, is there a point where he just can't even play at some point, or does he get hurt something else, or it's just, it's just tough out there. I like that Nick Sirianni changed his tune on. The superlatives that he's thrown uh, Lane Johnson's way. Previously, he he has always said he's the best right tackle in the NFL, and this past week he said he's the best tackle in the NFL, mm. and that I agree with. I agree with he's that that he is the best tackle, probably the best offensive lineman period wow. uh, in the NFL. Um, yeah, so if he were to be unable to play, it's a huge loss, and. Uh, the idea of him just being able to play at all, I, like like you said, just to kind of say exactly what you just said, is, uh, is, is some Lane Johnson's better than no Lane Johnson. So we'll see what he looks like uh, whenever he's able to play, and we'll see what Jalen Hurts looks like whenever he's ready to play. We got no updates really at all from Nick uh, on Jalen Hurts. Um, the other two noteworthy points on the injury report mm, We have some breaking are news that... on Jalen Hurts, by the way, as we're recording this on Thursday oh, at go ahead. 4 p.m. Let's hear it. Jalen Hurts is practicing today. Oh, okay. Now, so he's probably, probably be limited, yeah, I would I guess. Say, that could be in a limited capacity. Um, could be some subterfuge. I, I still don't see Jalen Hurts playing. He did not 
by the way, um, for the record, he was uh, listed as a not did not participate in Wednesday's walkthrough for whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. So to your point, that seems like you would probably go from that to being limited as opposed to just like from that to full go. Um, I still think it's more likely than not that Minshew starts, but uh, that's interesting. Interesting development for sure. Um, this week, the Eagles did not activate the 21-day practice window for C.J. Gardner-Johnson to return from injured reserve. That is something they normally do on Wednesday morning. I guess whatever whatever day is the first day of practice for the Eagles. So mm-hmm. that usually falls on a Wednesday. Uh, that's what they did with Goddard. That's what they did with Maddox. Um, but they did not activate uh, you know that for Gardner-Johnson. So he's almost certainly not going to play this week. He's not practicing uh, yet, obviously, because they have to make that move mm-hmm. before he can practice. Um, maybe next week. We'll see. But for now, he's not going to be playing against his former team in the New Orleans Saints. And then the surprise addition to the injury report this week was Miles Sanders, who did not practice on Wednesday with a knee injury. Um, I believe his last play of the game against Dallas was his fumble that he lost. And I didn't see him well, look hurt or anything like his that. His last touch at the very uh, But he didn't go back in the... He, What's that? The last play? I believe that was the last play. I believe that was his last play of the game. Okay. Because the, on that on their final drive, it, they were two-minute, so Kenny was in there. True. I, I believe it was his last play of the game. So uh, I didn't see him look hurt or anything like that. Uh, so that's interesting that, that he was out on Wednesday with a knee injury. I think that's worth monitoring as the, as the week goes along. Uh, but that's essentially what the news is uh, injury-wise. I think this season was just kind of, you know, rolling right along <laughs> with, uh, you know, not a lot of drama. And then, boom, quarterback gets hurt. Boom. Star right tackle gets hurt. And uh, now suddenly this game against, and of course they lose against Dallas uh, on Christmas Eve. And now this game against uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, while not the end-all be-all in terms of them earning the one seed in the first round by and home field advantage and all that. Um, I think fans would really like to see them put this team away so that they can sort of breathe a sigh of relief. And uh, certainly the Eagles want to put this team away so they can um, you know, begin to heal and rest up uh, as soon as possible, which they will certainly do if they win this game uh, week 18. And then obviously they'll have the first round by during the wild card round of the playoffs. But this is a sneaky, important game. Not a sneaky, important game. It's a very important game oh, yeah. uh, late in the season here uh, in, in uh, on New Year's Day, actually. Uh, but did you have anything further on the injuries? Yeah, so we're getting another update here. Uh, Miles Sanders is practicing today after being listed as a non-participant okay. on Wednesday. So that's a good development. Um, Sanders is averaging seven yards per carry against the Saints. Let uh, me guess what least... beat reporter you're seeing that from on Twitter. Yeah. I'm going to say Dave As Zangaro. if like 50 people aren't tweeting this. Uh, but <laughs> well, I will give so you it's the a one Thursday. I saw first. Yes. Oh, was it? Was it Dave Zangaro? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Good job by me. Uh, yeah. He, he's uh, his, his attendance, um, his attendance percentage at these practices uh, every week. Is probably uh, he probably leads the beat. He and uh, Zach Berman, I would say, are probably well, the top takes two guys in terms of to, attendance. I believe that's true in terms of the players. Shout out to uh, BGN alumni, alumnus uh, Mike K, who also was doing that a lot here when okay. he was still on the Eagles beat. 
Um, Mike, uh, a, a part of the original BGN Radio launched me uh, once upon a time, all those oh. years ago, back mm. in 2013. And uh, here we are, another 300 episodes later, a different timeline of 300 episodes later. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think you covered it on the injury front. AJ Brown, we should also know if you, I don't remember if you did this earlier. He was limited, but it seems I like he'll be okay. By the way, it's, you know, um, real quick, last thing on the Cowboys game. You can like RJ asked me like what's the RJ was kind of being what's the difference you know if Jalen Hurts plays in that game versus Minshew, um, not to say there was none but kind of just to kind of like be like the offense did really well it's hard for them to be like a ton better I mean the Eagles might get a touchdown there in that red zone drive in the first drive instead of settling for three points because Hurts mm-hmm. really good in the red zone the run game is much more effective of course also um, maybe, maybe their drives sure. are a little longer but even putting that aside. I thought it was pretty frustrating that AJ Brown didn't score there, oh, and only because he got tackled by the turf monster. And I think that's where his knee yeah. thing. Like he, I, I was rewatching that. No, play. he took a shot. He took a shot later in the game. Okay, uh, somebody went low on him over the middle. I think that's where he got gotcha. hurt. Oh, that's right. Because he yeah, stayed down hit for, him right for, in the for leg, a bit. in the knee. Yeah, yeah. Although he did look kind of like not a hundred percent after that play too, and it was really like. Okay. I mean, he probably scores there if he doesn't get tripped up. If it's grass, he probably scores on that play because he just got tripped up by the field, uh, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, let's get into what else do we have? <laughs> I forget in the first second. <laughs> well, I think that's it for the news. I mean, it was really just sort of a, an injuries. update on the injuries. Um, the Saints have a lot of guys out. Should we get into them? Yeah, I mean, um, we don't get into like every – the I don't think like every – but, like, the big ones are what? Well, um, so Marshawn Lattimore has been out for most of the season. He last played week five, actually with a lacerated kidney. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, he's he's missed, what, I guess, 10 games now uh, for them. He's limited on their um, – he, he actually did practice yesterday but was limited. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they bring him back at any point this season because what do they have to gain? I mean, I guess they're not eliminated from the playoffs yet. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean – they, I mean, they're clearly not going anywhere, uh, but that's a guy that they, they, you know, it's a very important player to their team. I, I doubt he plays. He was, he's been limited at other times during the last 10 games and uh, just wound up not playing. I think they want to see him be able to practice in full before they put him out he there. Might be back. Not like definitely playing. I did see like there's a chance he might play. Okay. Um, Chris Olave is the other mm-hmm. important player that missed their week 16 game uh, against the Browns. Uh, he was limited, which is a good sign for him in terms of being able to play. Um, their left guard, Andrews Pete, got carted off uh, last week against the Browns. Um, he was a non-participant. You know, who was, you know who came in to play for him in that game Yeah, last Josh week? Andrews. I saw you. Old friend post. Josh Andrews. Still hanging around. <laughs> from the... From the chip years, from, he was uh, he was with the team from the Super Bowl team. Also, like he has a Super Bowl ring because he was with the Eagles. Oh, does he? Okay, Super Bowl yeah, year. yeah. He's not a good player, though. <laughs> like let's not, he's he's managed to survive, but uh, you don't want him starting he's on for their you. Practice squad, uh, right? You said, he, he, yeah, he was yeah. a practice squad call up what? last week, yes. but he he may wound up he might wound up starting for them this week. Marcus May is another guy who uh, did not play last week. He he, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, a couple guys had illnesses. I, I wouldn't even worry about Ryan Ramchek. The, I think uh, May the, did the play, right but he left the game early. Or no, that was Pete, I guess. Sorry. Yeah. That was Pete. Yeah. And Pete Warner's a good player, good linebacker. He was limited with a hamstring. 
Uh, the rest are. I mean, th- those are the noteworthy guys. And then on injured reserve, I mean, they're, they're receivers. Uh, we'll probably get into this when, when we, you know, look at the matchups or whatever. But um, their wide receivers are banging. Michael Thomas is done for the year. Jarvis Landry's done for the year. Deontay Hardy. Um, I forget. What was his name before? He changed his name. Oh. It's their little punt returner. Uh, Remember his name? Uh, Deontay Harris? Lewis, maybe? I don't know. Harris, that's it. Yeah, yeah Deontay Harris. Now he's Deontay Hardy, uh, one of the best return men in the NFL, can make some plays on offense. He's out. Mark Ingram, uh, his season's over. His career might be over. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cesar Ruiz, their starting right guard, is on injured reserve. So they got a lot of guys banged up as well. Um, and certainly they don't have the level of depth uh, that the Eagles have. So um, I'd say it's yeah, – I wouldn't say it's evenly matched because the Eagles' two most important players <laughs> are going to be most likely out of this game. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that Jalen Hurts is practicing today changes the equation a bit on that. But, um, you know, I'd say I'd say the Eagles have more guys banged up, but I, I'd say the Saints are more affected by the, the players that they are without. For sure. Um, all right. Well, we'll take a break here and then get into that more of the Eagle Saints matchup. And not before, really quickly, you hear about righteous felon craft jerky. It's the meat snacks that the Philadelphia Eagles eat. Uh, Jimmy, I have a little bit of a testimonial here from a righteous mm. felon okay. customer. Uh, shout out to my friend Jess, who listened to the pod and was like, "Hey, I want to try. I want to try that righteous felon craft jerky." I'm like, "You should." Use discount code BGN20. She did. Um, And I think one thing that is important to highlight here, I always talk about how it's a small business and it's important to support those. One of the advantages of a small business like that is like you're dealing with not like this massive scale and different department. You're dealing with like the people, like the real small group of people that they have. Mm -hmm. So in the case of like, you know, customer service, you know, any kind of uh, things going on with that, she said they were extremely responsive got like an email within like 30 minutes of sending one um, and just was super helpful all around. Also her order got shipped and delivered very quickly. So like, you know, it's, it's a top notch operation is the point that they have going on over there. It's a company you can trust, right? Just selling craft jerky. So use discount code <laughs> BGN 20 because it's going to go back down to BGN 15 very soon, probably by the next podcast potentially that we do. So make sure you do it now. BGN 20, com to get 20% off meat snacks, non-meat snacks. Go to their website, com and check out what they have and use that discount code or else you are a fool. Back after this. Back here on BGN Radio. Jimmy, where episode 300, where it's an Eagles, Saints, Preview, you kind of set the stakes of the game. Eagles have the one seed on the line. Um, it's a big one. It's a team they've beat each of the past two years. Uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts' first NFL start in 2020. Then they beat him again at the link last year, both of the games at the link. And kind of significant because they were struggling against the Saints there for a while. Kind of had their number in the past. Uh, no more Sean Payton. It's kind of a big deal. You have Dennis Allen right, there No instead. more Drew Brees. Yeah, no more Drew Brees. Also kind of a Totally big different team than what we're used to seeing. For sure. Uh, that being said, from the Eagles side, I mean, Jalen Hurts was a big factor, I believe, in both of those matchups. And he may or not may not be playing. We'll see. And uh, so, yeah. So it could look a little different from that perspective just because such a vital player might not be there for the mm-hmm. Eagles. Where do you want to start? Which side of the ball? 
let's start with the uh, the Saints offense mm, against the Eagles. Did defense. the Cowboys there? I almost said Cowboys. You're right. <laughs> um, it's not a good thing when you're. You know, your most dangerous weapon. And, well, first of all, if Chris Olave plays, he's their most dangerous yes. weapon on offense. If he can't go, then their most dangerous weapon is probably Taysom Hill. I mean, even above Alvin Kamara, Kamara at this point. I mean, Alvin Kamara is not the same player that he was. We're talking about a guy here that's averaging like 3.9 yards per carry. Just has not looked the same. Two rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. Um, he's got all this off-field stuff going on. Um, probably, you know, going to be prosecuted during the offseason. Who knows? Um, he would beat the S out of but, the Eagles right now if he was healthy, though. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Taysom Hill, odd player. He's like their number three quarterback. He's like their number three tight end. He's like their number five or six wide receiver. He's like a core special teamer. And yet, there are some games where he goes off and can't let him do that, <laughs> you know, because he's they don't have much else. You know, I went through earlier the, the the receivers that the Saints are missing in Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry and Deontay Hardy. If Chris Olave can't go, then that's huge. Um, so they have a guy in, you know, the, the, the remaining receivers are Rashid Shaheed, who does have some downfield uh, explosiveness. Play guy. Traquan Smith, who once upon a time had a big game. Was that in the playoffs he had the big game against the Eagles? Traquan Smith. I, I think you're thinking of the. It was like twenty. Of the oh, the third game that they got smashed. Blowout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marquez Callaway. Um, those are those are their top three receivers. If Chris Olave can't go, um, Adam Troutman is their tight end. He's okay, um, but yeah, they're they're really um, hurting for skill position players. So they've leaned on um, their run game in in recent weeks with Taysom Hill of course, you know, can pull it back and throw the ball down the field too. Um, you don't want him as your you know, starting quarterback trapping back into the pocket and throwing, you know, 30 times in a game. But as sort of a, a gadget player, he's a guy that can hurt you if, if you don't respect uh, his ability to throw. Uh, Alvin Kamara has gotten over 20 carries uh, in each of the last two games. So this is a team that wants to run the ball. Nothing new from... You know what the Eagles have faced over the last, what, like six, seven games? They face teams that, first and foremost, want to run the ball. So, you know, I think the game plan for them kind of remains the same in that, you know, they want to stop the run, first and foremost, uh, make Andy Dalton beat you in the cold. Actually, it's not even going to be cold this week. I think it's going to be like 50-something um, at game time. It's so it'll be a nicer day than... 54 on Sunday. Low of 44. Yeah, and it's a 1 o'clock game, mm-hmm. so... Uh, it'll probably be over 50 for at least a kickoff. Um, but, yeah, you want Andy Dalton to, to have to beat you in this game, not Taysom Hill. Uh, but they just don't really have much to offer uh, from their skill positions. Taysom Hill was the Saints' starting quarterback when the Saints played the Eagles in 2020. He did not play at all mm-hmm. last year. He was not uh, active for last year's match. Right, so this coaching staff has not faced him Yes, yet. correct. And uh, the, the Eagles faced Trevor Simeon last year from the Saints, who like did pretty decent um all things considered what you would expect at trevor simeon uh yeah so i don't know um you know alave's status is obviously big to monitor the fact that he was limited maybe suggests that he will have a chance at playing i mean this is the same season like this is they have to win and they're probably not going to make it even if they do they still need help like help in the division elsewhere they have like a two percent chance of making the playoffs according to 538 i believe but mm-hmm. 
I mean, this is it. Like, if, if they're going to do it, they need a win this week to stay, at least to get a meaningful game, potentially. It depends on what the Bucks do, I believe. Um, yeah, the, the Bucks have to, I think the, the scenario is New Orleans has to win their final two. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have to lose to the Panthers yes. this week. They then also have to lose week 17, and the Panthers play the Saints week 17. So if the Saints take care of business, then, you know, mm-hmm. that'll happen too. So, um, you know, not super likely that the Saints are going to, you know, get into the playoffs, win the division uh, in the end. They're only avenue to get in is to win the nfc they're six and nine mm-hmm. and they still have a chance to win the division which is just so pathetic uh how bad that division is but by the way the panthers are six and nine and they have like a legit chance if they went out like they they quote unquote control their own destiny mm-hmm. at six and nine it's crazy um but yeah they they the saints do are still mathematically alive uh why don't you flip it around to the other side of the ball well, real quick, let's just go through the Saints' offensive line, which is a mess. So, so let's just um, not do what I said and just do something completely. <laughs> no, okay, that's fine. Um, you know, this offseason, they lost Teron Armstead to, in free agency mm-hmm. to, to the Dolphins. And then they they made the trade, the draft day trade, not the draft day, not the draft day trade, but the trade with the Eagles with all the draft picks. And um, with, I think, the 18th pick that the Eagles previously owned, they took... Uh, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. He got hurt in the preseason. So James Hurst has been their starting left tackle uh, all season long. We already mentioned Josh Andrews might be playing left guard. Their center is Eric McCoy. I mentioned earlier that Cesar, Cesar Ruiz is their starting right guard. He's he's out. Camden uh, zone. Calvin Throckmorton, uh, a Bo Wolf favorite, um, has filled in for him at right guard and then at right tackle. They're only definitively good Offensive lineman. Well, I guess the center is okay too, but the only definitely good uh, offensive lineman they have is Ryan Ramchek uh, at right tackle. So this is a unit that the Eagles absolutely have to take advantage of, as they have, <laughs> you know, over the last few games. Like they're they have sixty one sacks on the, on the on the season, lead the NFL by a wide margin on that. Have a chance to break the team record this week. Team record is sixty two, uh, as we've mentioned on previous podcasts, set by. The 1989 Philadelphia Eagles uh, under Buddy Ryan. And then, of course, the NFL record is 72 sacks. So they're only 11 away from tying that record. Uh, That was set by the 1984 Chicago Bears, also uh, under Buddy Ryan. So the Eagles have, you know, the Eagles defensive line have some records to play for here. And, uh, of course, BG uh, Mm. is one away from getting double-digit sacks for the first time in his career. If he gets one, he'll, he will join uh, Hassan Reddick, who has 14, I think, Josh Sweat, who I believe has 11, and Javon Hargrave, who has 10 sacks. They'd be the first team in NFL history to have four guys with, with uh, at least 10 sacks. So, um, yeah, I think this is, a, this is a matchup that they can you know heavily take advantage of as well. Do you think anyone in years to come will be like, you know, this pass rush is good, but it's no 2022 Eagles? <laughs> Do you think anyone will be saying that? I don't because they don't have like the one star player. You know what I mean? I do. Um, yeah, it's more about the the sum of the parts. Sure, if you will. Jimmy, uh, real quickly, and Andy Dalton. Believe it or not, he's PFF's third highest graded quarterback this season. Now you know what? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Third? Yes, he's only behind Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. He's literally right. Above. So they have him as better than Jalen Hurts, huh? Um, well, hold on. Sorry, that's passing grade specifically. 
Um, okay, I don't care what it no, is. No, I'm saying for the well for the. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not defending. I'm saying for the factual accuracy. Yeah. That's third in their passing grade. He's fifth overall if you include running in there and their their more cumulative uh, grading score. Yeah. Um, but that's not why I brought up PFF and Andy Dalton. The the more I, the reason why I looked at him on there is because I know at looking at like average time to throw as I have checked over the years because you know Hertz was always mm-hmm. kind of lower in that category. Um, where's Hertz this year, by the way? He is actually up to I can't find twenty oh, eighth. That's a big. So last year he was like last by far. Uh, this right. Year he's up. So that's like that's a pretty significant improvement for him. Whereas, what is his time to throw? It's two point eight six. Oh, he's under three, huh? Huh. He's under three. Huh? Yeah, two point eight six. He's right between Josh Allen, like literally, literally directly above him, and Mahomes, both directly above him at two point. Two point eight six is a drastic improvement. Yes, because he was at like three point three last year. For perspective, yeah. like Justin Fields is at three point three nine this year. Like just. Mm-hmm. holding on to the ball for an eternity. Uh, so, yeah, big improvement. Uh, but Andy Dalton's, you, 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 like, I remember historically, he's been at the top of this list a lot. Right now, he's at 2.61, which is 12th fastest. So maybe not as quick as he has okay. in the past. But I think that's one of the things he has historically done well, is gotten rid of the ball. He's not always going to just hold it and give you a chance to sack him. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. something to keep an eye out for. Now we can talk about the Saints defense, if you're ready. I didn't look up how many uh, sacks they gave up as, as an offense so far this year. I can but, look up uh, their different metric. Well, don't do that. Or let me talk, I guess, if you're going to do that. We both can't be silent. That's not how the podcast works. <laughs> uh, we'll flip it over to the Saints defense while you're looking that up. Okay, they've given up. Sorry. They've given up uh, 30 sacks, which is pretty low, comparatively speaking. Okay. So, yeah, they don't, they don't give up a lot of sacks. Yes, yeah, I think because in part, yeah, they get the ball out. Um Flipping mm-hmm. it over to the Saints defense. You mentioned some of the big names earlier, like Marshawn Lattimore. Um, we don't know for sure if he'll play. We'll see how that progresses. Um, Marcus May, likely out, I'm guessing. Um, they're starting mm-hmm. safety. They also have one of their backup safeties, their third safety. Uh, I think it's Justin Evans. I forget his name. but he Justin was Evans is so, correct. Yeah. yeah, he's banged up. So they're kind of banged up there. They have the Honey Badger still, obviously. Once upon a time... It was supposed to be between the Eagles and the Saints that the Honey Badger mm-hmm. was picking between, and he picked the Saints. Oops. Uh, so, yep. <laughs> tough, tough decision by him, which ultimately led to the Eagles being able to get CJGJ. So right. kind of worked out for the Eagles. Um, man, what a bad trade, by the way. Not that trade. Sorry, the the others, the Saints. I'm, it just made me think of the draft pick trade, which you mentioned earlier. Just what was it? A six? Horrendous. And for what? A six round pick, something like that. For, what was like? Because RJ likes to talk about this a lot. Like what he like in defense of the Russell Wilson trade, they were trying to get a franchise quarterback. Like they it did. It's obviously been a disaster. But like the aim, if it worked out, would have been a like a good aim. At the very best right. case scenario of that trade, that is like okay, we have a franchise quarterback, we're a contender now. What was what was the best case scenario for the Saints? Like what was the optimum? <laughs> like the very if things went as exactly as they planned, what does that scenario look like? The very best case scenario. That they get like which one are you talking about? The the draft picks that they that they the Eagles the, the yeah. draft picks trade or the CJGJ the Eagles trade? trade? Oh yeah, no, I don't know. I, I mean, they moved around, I guess, and so they they traded with the Eagles, and then from there they traded up further, and they got Chris Olave. Like, did mm-hmm. you just love Chris Olave that much? And he's been a good player this year. He's a wide like, receiver. He's a, he's certainly been a good rookie, but you're you're right. Like, what's the what's the what's the upside there? Yeah, like, you're right. It's a receiver. It's not. It's not a quarterback. It's not a pass rusher. 
Receivers are important, sure. no question. But yeah, yeah, it's not a quarterback. Well, especially when you don't have a quarterback. It's one thing that maybe if they like, it's not a, have, it's not an offensive tackle. Yeah, if they still had Drew Brees, okay, maybe sure, maybe that would be you know, I still think it's dumb, but it makes more sense to me. But uh, anyway, uh, the Saints. Defense, and then they took an offensive tackle that was borderline first round worthy at like pick eighteen, right? Um, Saints defense has Cam Jordan, who is not maybe the same Cam Jordan that it is, you know, total peak, but I mean, he's lined up against Jack Driscoll. So that's kind of, I still think that's kind of concerning. Yeah. Well, do we know that that's what the, that's, that, that's well, definitely what the Eagles are going to do? We're Jordan Mylata because... playing out of position. Yeah. I mean, they could, I, that wouldn't totally shock me if they did that because they may view Andre Dillard as their best backup and they may say well we want to we want our best five on the field and then they put Dillard at left tackle they move Jordan Mailata from left tackle to right tackle and then Driscoll can play more positions off the bench so than Dillard can so it makes sense from that perspective too it wouldn't be I'm actually kind of leaning them going that way um I think they should just put Jack Driscoll in (laughs) for for Lane Johnson and and you know, call it a day one for one. But uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see what they do there. But Cam Jordan uh, is more of like a power rusher, mm. and whether you put him up against Jack Driscoll or Andre Dillard, both of those guys are athletic, but do struggle with power rushers. Mm. Both of them. I would say my lot of less so. Dillard Dillard more than Driscoll struggles oh, yes. for sure. Yeah. But they but the, that's you know, the weak point of their games, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, Cam Jordan, 60.5 sacks, I think, from 2017 to 2021. So that five-year stretch uh, before this year. This year he's got like five and a half sacks and just hasn't been, you know, the the Pro Bowl player that he's been uh, the last half decade. Um, you know, they, they have good players on defense, but – their defense has kind of been up and down this season. They've had some bad games, and uh, I see no reason that the Eagles can't just do what they do against this defense that, that they've done against everybody else this year. Well, and the Saints. I mean, it'll look too. different if they have to start Minshew, but right. What's but, that? And, and and like in not again. So if Hurts isn't playing, yeah, it's a big deal. But in the past two years, the Saints have had like the number one run defense when the Eagles played them, and the Eagles just ran all over them. Um, now again, yeah, no <laughs> right. Hurts changes the equation there, but. Like, they should not be hopeless by any means against this defense, especially a week after they just put up, like, what, 422, whatever yards, and then 27 points against the number two overall defense by DVOA in Dallas on the road. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, that's all I've got. See, the the, the concern area for, for me, if I'm the Saints, is the cornerback position. Because if Lattimore can't go, then they're playing Paulson Adebo, uh, a rookie and a, a, a rookie that I really liked actually coming out, and Elante Taylor and Bradley Roby, who's you know really getting up there in age. Uh, according to Pro Football Reference, opposing offenses have completed forty-five of sixty-seven passes for five hundred and sixty-one yards, say eight point four yards per uh, attempt, uh, five TDs, zero INTs uh, versus a Debo for a passer rating of one seventeen point eight. So. You know, opposing offense has really picked on Paulson and Debo this year. And, um, you know, certainly I think in any game, the Eagles are going to have matchup advantages with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. 
against whoever the corners are. But I think in this matchup, especially if Lattimore can't go, they really have some uh, matchups in their favor in this game. One last thing on the offense. Uh, if Olavi doesn't play, do you know who the next Saints leading wide receiver? So not running, not Kamara or non-wide, like just, just wide receiver. It's Shahid, right? Yeah, with 375. Yeah. It's not good when your You're second wide receiver is 375 yards <laughs> in week 17. Uh, all right. Let's take a break, Jimmy, but not before we hear about Christian Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com. 856-906-9295. Again, 856-906-9295 is where you can find Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors. Call or text her uh, if you're looking to buy or sell your home. Um, Or, as I've mentioned uh, recently, a lot of people aren't buying selling homes this time of year because it's cold and it's terrible outside. But if you're thinking of maybe moving in the spring, you'd like to get an idea of what your house is worth, she can do home comps for you. And that's free of charge, of course. Uh, again, 856-906-9295. Brandon? Your life will be better after you contact Kristen Roach. Back after this. <laughs> Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours. Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours. She's the greatest. 856-906-9295. Back here on BGN Radio, episode... 300. Jimmy, it's time to get into our NFL picks against the spread, but not before. I tell you very quickly about the BGN same game parlay, which has yet to be finalized this week, but as always, it'll be on the at Bleeding Green Twitter account. Every week this season, we will be cooking up our own parlay that all of our good friends at DraftKings (laughs) will put right on their homepage for all of you to see. Each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Jimmy, we're going to get really quickly into this Cowboys-Titans game because that's going to be played in a matter of like six hours or so when we're recording this. And, I mean, it just seems pretty cut and dried that the Cowboys are going to win this game. They're 13.5-point favorites. I'll take the Cowboys to cover. The Titans are like sitting everyone. And it should be noted that if somehow the Cowboys have lost this game, because you're probably, again, the result has probably happened by the time you're hearing this, uh, the Eagles will actually be NFC's champions. If the Eagle, if the Cowboys somehow lose or tie the Titans, the Eagles clinch the NFC's officially, not the one seed yet, but the East. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that is incredibly unlikely to happen. I will take Cowboys minus 13 and a half. I'm guessing you will as well. Here are the guys they have missing in that game. Ryan Tannehill, Jeffrey Simmons, Nicholas petit is their starting right tackle, uh, Amani Hooker, Brad Dupree, Zach Cunningham, Derek Henry, Christian Fulton. Yep. Well, these guys are doubtful. Derrick Henry, Christian Fulton, and Danico Autry. <laughs> so, like, it's all their best players. Yeah, they're going to get smoked. And they're not even starting Malik Willis, yep. by the way. They're starting Josh Dobbs, right. I think, who they picked up from somebody's practice squad, uh, like, just not that long ago. Actually, I do have one quick update. I had read the email that I sent to the Cowboys about <laughs> the mac and cheese, and people have been asking me for updates on that. There you go. I just got it. So they wow. agreed to send me mac and cheese. 
I just got it yesterday. Mm. So I can, uh, I, and I brought it in, unboxed it and all. I'll have uh, my fresh bo- my press box food spread update probably today, but I, I'm going to ask you to guess, Brandon, how much mac and cheese they sent me in terms of weight. Uh, oh, okay. I was going to say, what's the measurement here? Um, I'm going to say one pound. 10.6 pounds. <laughs> I mean, you said you're going to share some with me. You better save some of that for me. I want to try that. <laughs> They sent me 10.6 pounds of mac and cheese. Well, I don't know if you can. Can you bring (laughs) – they probably can't bring that. Put it in your car maybe. 10.6 pounds. What's that? Maybe – like I want some of that, and I'm going to see on Sunday. We have to figure a way for me to get some of this on Sunday. Maybe I can meet you in the parking lot or something. So it's it was frozen solid. So I actually have to de-thaw it, and then I'm going to scoop it out into like Tupperware containers and refreeze it once I'm able to do that. Uh, but I have mac. Did they charge <laughs> I have you? Cowboys mac and cheese to get me through the rest of the winter. What's Did that? They charge you for this? No, because <laughs> I know you said you might like you'd be willing to. Compensate. Yeah, I said I would reimburse them, but they didn't ask for anything. Um, That's insane. And you know, one of the one of the Eagles PR guys, by the way, uh, John Ganode. Yeah, he found me in the locker room yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, the uh, Cowboys PR guys were were uh, asking about you." <laughs> <laughs> like, is this guy? They already okay? knew about my. They already knew about my reviews, evidently. Right. I didn't know that. They didn't, I didn't know they knew me from a hole in the wall. Uh, but, yeah, evidently they've been reading my press, my reviews of them because they're always super positive sure. uh, for, like, the last three, four years or whatever. But they knew full well who I was when I emailed them, apparently. Well, <laughs> so I definitely like, yeah, get some of this. That guy, that guy, that guy reviews us really well. Send, him some, send that guy mac and cheese. I want to try it. You better <laughs> get me some. So, apparently, I'm, like, best friends with the Cowboys now. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, but your pick is the Cowboys. Okay, so we can move on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, from that they're going to smoke that team and get to the Colts Giants game. It's in the Meadowlands, the New Meadowlands, if you will. Uh, five and a half. Giants are five and a half point favorites. And if the Giants win, Giants they clinch a playoff spot. Giants haven't been to the playoffs since the infamous mm. OBJ boat picture game. <laughs> When they <laughs> when the Packers if, made quick work of them. If that picture doesn't prove that vibes are real and you can't mess with vibes, then I don't know what does. Because that I mean, he they did not the Giants had a terrible run after he went on the boat. You can't go on the boat. They had the worst record in the yeah. NFL over the next five years yeah. there after that boat picture. So yeah, the vibes definitely are real. Um there's only been two teams, by the way, with a longer playoff drought getting to the playoffs, that is. Um, and that's the the to my surprise the Broncos mm. have a longer drought since the Super Bowl and, uh, and the and the Jets not as surprising. Jets have not made it since like what twenty ten um, or something or twenty eleven it's like it's a been long, ten or eleven yeah, years that's a long yeah. time to just not even get there right especially now like yeah, just like fourteen seasons. teams make the playoffs how do you can't get in once really and, come on and just like the cyclical so. <laughs> nature of the league like you know what I mean like it's so and just like the the randomness of like one score games like it's just it's it's almost more impressive yeah. that they have not made it. It's a real dedication to being yeah. bad, <laughs> to, to not make it in 10 years. Uh, so I think the Giants get in. Um, they're, they're, they'll beat this dysfunctional uh, Colts team. And I think they'll be – I think they're going to make some – whoever gets to face them in the first round is going to be thrilled to get to play the Giants, whether that's well, the 49ers or, or the Vikings. 
Uh, they're going to be thrilled to to get to play the uh, the Giants. Uh, but yeah, I, I suspect the Giants will win this game, and they'll they'll they're, like you said, it's winning in. If you did not bet your life savings on the Cowboys money line, by the way, then I just think that's ridiculous. Um, no, <laughs> oh really? Don't, I mean, don't actually take my advice. Whatever, any kind of disclaimer I have to put out <laughs> legally, but it's just it's like it just seems like such a lock. Anyway, uh, yeah, I also have the Giants winning and covering. Uh, sorry, Nick Foles. But I don't believe that uh, it's going to work out for there, you. There's no, there's going to be no like, I mean, the new coach bump there is over. Well, by now, uh, but they're just who had the? Oh, I'm thinking. I, I think I'm confusing them a little bit with the Bron- The Broncos just fired their head yes. coach, and uh, there's no new head. There's there, there's no new coach bump coming with. I think what do they play the Chiefs? Yeah, that was one of the more pathetic games. Of the NFL schedule this year, what they did on Christmas, yeah, <laughs> and the Ram, the crap ass Rams put up fifty on them. Anyway, we're getting off track here, but yeah, I think we're we're, we're both we're both Giants. I, I'll I'll actually have the uh, the Giants covering that spread too. What you okay. say was five and a half. Yeah, same. So we'll go to the Browns at the Washington Commanders. Commanders are two and a half point favorites. Carson Wentz is back, baby. He's back to this. Yeah. He's a starting quarterback for the Commanders <laughs> once again. There is a you know doomsday scenario where. Commanders get in the playoffs. All they have to do is win their last two games um, in terms of what they need to do. Obviously, they can yep. potentially get some help. But, um, man, I mean, that would be one of the worst ways for the season to end, certainly, is Carson Wentz somehow delivers a win over the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. To end Imagine that. That would be a disaster. I mean, again, one of the very worst ways you could possibly end the season. I don't think it is likely, to be very clear. Is that worse than getting beat by Dallas in the first round? <sighs> That's a good question. I need to like put down the poll. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the commanders are worse. It's Wentz. <sighs> yeah, I think so. Because at least you can, you can look at Dallas beating him and go, okay, well, at least Dallas has good players. <laughs> <laughs> and a good quarterback, and a quarterback who didn't previously play for the Eagles. Yes, and like whine his way out of town. <laughs> so yeah, yes, that'd be that would definitely be a, a doomsday scenario for a lot of Eagles fans for sure. But again, by the way, yeah, the, the, the commanders, the commanders should be rooting for the Eagles to beat the Saints because if they do, then the Eagles will lock up the one seed in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. And that means that the Commander's Week 18 opponent, the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. will be locked into the five seed, and they will have no um, reason to play any starters or any good players at all. Might just yep. roll over for the Commanders in that Week 18 game. So this is a huge game for the Commanders. They put the if they put the Browns away, then they are probably going to get into the playoffs as the, as either the seven or the six seed. And the Cowboys have every reason to roll over in that game in addition for the rest factor, because then they're also not allowing Aaron Rodgers to get into the playoffs with the Packers yeah, for sure. threatening. So, like, yep. if you're the Cowboys, you're like, yeah, Commanders, take the win, please, because no no Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> we, don't, we do not want Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. He owns us uh, always and forever. And that is one of the biggest things that concerns me. Um, that's that the, the threat of Rodgers looming out there, like, that that's a thing. I would really like to see the Packers not make the postseason. Okay. That's, uh, I mean that's scary because I mean there's a really there's a very like realistic scenario where they get in they're the seventh seed they beat the Vikings because who's yeah. really scared of the Vikings and then right. then they're in Philly for and I know the Eagles already beat the Packers but like I, again like Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs is not something you want to see when there you could see 
Carson Wentz in the playoffs or right right uh or, or Rodgers would be better than the Cowboys or the Niners though mm, much rather well, see the, the Packers than either of those two teams I'd rather play the Cowboys than Rodgers in the playoffs really yes. wow yes. okay it's Rodgers like that's spicy it's Rodgers <laughs> have you seen him play yeah but that team's bad though I know that team's bad the but team, it's him the in the playoffs bad. and I'm not saying like they're going to the Super Bowl but in in the divisional round, he's capable of that upset. Um, it's not it's not something I want to tempt fate with. Okay. Uh, that brings so I'm going to take the Commanders because I think this is really important to them. The Browns have nothing left to play for. They've been officially eliminated. They lost to the Saints last week. That was pathetic. Uh, I will take the Browns are a loser. That's a that's a loser franchise. I mean, not the the Commanders aren't, sure. but. I think on the Heineke versus Wentz debate, I kind of I I can get it. I think they're I think they've been better this year with Heineke. Well, clearly Heineke isn't like they're not going anywhere with Heineke. They're not going anywhere with Wentz either. So like, no matter who they pick, they're they're not going anywhere. So it doesn't really matter. But I guess if they already you know sort of talked themselves into trading two valuable picks and taking on Wentz's full twenty eight million dollar salary earlier this year. Then they can talk themselves into him, you know, getting them into the playoffs and winning a playoff game or two. So, like, they've they've already been gullible on it once. They may as well just go. They may as well go with the guy who they've spent more resources on. Um, but yeah, they, they, I, I do think they'll they'll beat the Browns in this game. It's actually a little surprising that the line is only two and a half because this is in Washington, right? It is in Andover, Maryland. Yes, that's odd. Why would the Why would the Browns be only you know? I guess if you're, I don't know if that three point bump is still, you know, rule of thumb these days, but if it is, then they're saying the Browns are the better team. I don't see that. The commanders actually have some things going for them. <laughs> like they're the better team in my opinion. So yeah, I would take the commanders and I'd lay the two and a half. I will take the commanders as well. Browns, they want to run the ball. That's their identity. Commanders, one of the things they're better at, I think, is stopping mm-hmm. the run. So I think that's a, sure. a good matchup for them. That brings us to the big game. Not the big game, not the big game, but the the big game for the sake of our discussion today, and it's the Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are now only favored by five and a half. Now, let me check if that line has been updated, because that was before I saw the Hertz news, and I looked at that line, and maybe the Hertz practicing has shifted that. This line was at Eagles six and a half earlier in the week, um, so it's actually dropped a little bit. Um, and that was even prior to looking today. It's still... Oh, wait. Now it's back up to six and a half. Okay. So that is canonically what we're going to pick then. Um, mm-hmm. What do you have? Yeah, I think the Eagles should smash this team. It's just not a very good team. The offensive line is should be dominated by the Eagles' defensive line. I think the receivers for the Eagles can you know go to town on, on these Saints cornerbacks. They're just a much better fo- even even without Hertz or Lane Johnson. If neither of those guys play, I think they're still just a way better team. And uh, they haven't played a home game since what December fourth. <laughs> it's been it's been a while. Like the last home game they played was the Titans, the Titans I think. So it's it's been a while, and uh, it'll be. I, I think they're eager to get back in front of um, you know a loud home crowd, and uh, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna take care. I think they're gonna you know win this game comfortably. Saints are just two and a five in away games this season. One of those wins was uh, not in a dome. It was week one when they played the Falcons and came back against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other win 
was last week against the Browns, where they got outgained oh, right, by the yeah. Browns. And also, Andy Dalton had a 44.3 passer rating in that game, and they still won by a touchdown. <laughs> so not the most yeah. impressive thing. And they only what, scored 17, 17 to 10, I think that score points, was. So, like, you know. Uh, now, they did have that big comeback against the Falcons, but again, the Falcons are just like, they're yeah. elite at losing. They beat the Falcons again <laughs> uh, two weeks ago uh, by only three points. They're like the Raiders of the NFC. Uh, they beat the Seahawks at home. Uh, that was a, a shootout of a game. They shut out the Raiders, who I just don't. The Raiders, right? Bad. Who cares? Uh, and then they beat the Rams by only like one score, and that was a game where I think Stafford, his last game, if I'm not mistaken, Stafford left, and they were playing like Bryce Perkins for a good portion of the mm-hmm. game. So you know, you look at their resume; they're just not super impressive. They're not like a total trash team in terms of like they ranked 21st in DVOA and 19th in point differential. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not like the scourge of the NFL. They're not like the Texans sure. or something like that. They definitely have some talent. Um, I, Dennis Allen clearly hasn't panned out as a head coach, but I do think he can do right. some things that are interesting on defense, and that's not nothing. Um, I don't know. I'm going to take the points in this game. I'm actually going to make really? it my lock okay. of the week for the SB Nation NFL show, too. Wow. I, think the, I think the Eagles win the okay. game, to be clear. But I just think like this is the same season. They're gonna like I think they're gonna come out and put up a fight. I don't think they're just gonna lie down. So I know the Eagles have advantages here, but losing Lane is big. Losing Maddox is significant. Like Maddox is a big loss too. We didn't even touch on him really, but well, I mean, guess we did on the last podcast. But yeah, but he's. I mean, they don't need him so much in this week. Other than they, you know, they do in other games. Yeah. Because their receivers are so depleted, but that is a big loss. And I don't, I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. By the way, I don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation. You know, yeah. Well, I will say on Maddox, I think it's no, worth noting, and we'll see if they do it before Sunday. But so far, they have not put him on IR, mm-hmm. and because they could, if you know, they felt like he's not going to come back. Although, um, if they really needed that roster spot that badly, right? And um, they could. So if if they put him on IR now, like before week. 17 game against the saints he would not be able to play until the super bowl because he'd have to miss four right. games so um maybe they have some hope he, he might be able to return for like the championship game is my read on that i could be mm-hmm. wrong and we'll see if they put him again on ir before the game but if they don't that to me would read that they might think he might be able to return for the championship game even if it's not necessarily right. likely but there's like a there's some kind of chance um and yeah maybe he doesn't play at all even if they do get to the super bowl although that would be you know that's a that's a long way away so there would be a lot of time he might have a chance by then at the very latest uh but yeah i I just think these eagles injuries hurt uh i think coming off that cowboys game might sting like a little or uh, not sting but like it might because that usually would be like use that as a motivation factor i just think it might be like maybe it's in their heads a little bit um I don't know. I just think it's going to be, it feels like the vibes, speaking, going back to the vibes of it all, vibes have shifted in a way that is not like super favorable to the Eagles. I still feel confident in their season outlook. I still feel good about them. But in the short term, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just think the waters might be a little a little choppy here. We got the, it's a bit of a bumpy ride. I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing. There's the, the what I was looking for the whole time. Uh to the one seed. I don't think they're going to cruise like that. I think it's going to be like, whew, like, all right, wasn't a pretty game, but the Eagles have the one seed. It's locked up. They can rest, and then we we can just move on. Like, whatever. Kind of like the Raiders game week in uh, 2017. Sure. Yep. It's just like, doesn't matter. If we won by 50 points or we won by one point, doesn't matter. One seed is locked up. We're good. We're just going to take some time off, and we'll hope to get healthy for the playoffs and everything, and 
and the outlook for the team can certainly change with, with all that rest and everything, and everyone will get fired up again once the postseason begins. But I think for now, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, and I think the Saints will, will give them a battle in a game that ends by a score of Eagles 21, Saints 17. Who makes the big play at the end of that game for the Eagles? Hmm. Good question. I'm going to say, man, that's tough because I don't know who the quarterback is. You know what? I'm going to ride. Well, it could happen on defense, too. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I'm like, who do I really trust on defense right now to do that? You know what? Um, you guys have had some bad fumble luck here with these Hassan Reddick strip sacks the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's it's very fortunate that both the Bears and the Cowboys were able to recover those. I think Reddick's due for another one. He's going to knock it out. He's just going to do it himself. And pick it up himself. And pick it up himself. And run it back for a touchdown. <laughs> so he's only score off 14. Wow. No, that doesn't make sense. They're not going to score 14 <laughs> offensive points. Um, he sets up the touchdown. He doesn't score it himself. But okay. he puts the Eagles in All good right. position. Got it. All right, that works. All righty, this I have a comfortable win, so I don't I don't need my yeah. uh, there's I don't have a guy that makes the big that makes the big play. Okay. Who do you think's the player of the game then? I'm gonna go Josh hmm. Sweat. Had a big game against the Saints in the past in 2020. Oh, that's right. Yeah, against Toronto Armstead. Yeah, yeah. Two sacks I was like, it, you used to knock him for not doing it against uh, good players, but that was the one game where he did. I mean. Again, look at the track record last year. This year, this year is like this year. It should be his first pro. Like this is a legit Pro Bowl season. This was what yes. a Pro Bowl season should feel like for Josh Sweat. Like last year was yes. like a fake Pro Bowl season. Like that's not like the feel right. of his season was not like a it Pro Bowl year him. last year. Like that's just not. Yeah. He had three and a half sacks like when December started. Like that's is that a Pro Bowl season really? <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm Josh Sweat's been great. Not trying to, but like this is what I wanted to see. Not last year. So like, let's give him credit when it's actually really good. And not just hype up the not so amazing accomplishment. All right. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, no, I guess my final thought was going to be the mac and cheese, but then we started talking about the Cowboys. So yeah, you better get um, that to me. We're gonna we got to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll leave it. I mean, I could leave that in my car. I think yeah, it's frozen. I don't yeah. know. I'll bring a nice box. Well, yeah, I mean, you bring I'll, it to me. It's gonna be. Fr- I might be able to meet up with you before the game, and I can just put it in a like a, a container or whatever. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, I'll get you some. Thanks, pal. I have ten point six pounds of it. That's what I mean. That's what, if you have so much, like <laughs> I want to try it, and uh, I'll give my thoughts too on the pod. People will definitely be waiting for that with such anticipation. I feel like you're not going to get a good version of it though, because sure. it's frozen. I got to thaw it out, and then I'll refreeze it again. I feel like the freezing process, the unfreezing process, the refreezing process, the uh, the re-unfreezing process, eh, taking that can take a toll on some mac and cheese. You know what I mean? But if it's, I don't know though. Sometimes I think a reheat mac and cheese could be nice. Actually, sometimes I think those are almost two different things. You make like a fresh mac and cheese and it's nice in the moment, but there's something right. too. You let it like congeal up in the fridge and everything. You let it. Okay. I think there's something to that. This is my idea for a restaurant. Um, one of many, a restaurant based on, it's just food that, cause I, I think there's the point of this is there, I think there is, there are certain foods which might actually be better reheated than okay. fresh. 
I don't think. All right. I think in everyone's mind, we just think fresh, so that's the best version of the food. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there can be certain foods, not like all food. You got a list? Mac and cheese is up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, some people like the experience of a leftover pizza as opposed to a... a ra- there are rare examples where sometimes a reheated pizza can be a little, like, yes. marginally better. But I think, like, yeah. 90, 98% of pizzas is, are not better when you're reheated. I agree with that, but my point being... it's a, But it's it's a fine reheated yes. food. Like, it's, yeah, it's it, it's a good leftover food. I don't have all the examples. Turkey, I think. Okay. Like, you, you, re- you, you throw some turkey in the oven mm-hmm. after, uh, like, a day or two after Thanksgiving. You throw that on, in a sandwich. That can be better than just the, the regular turkey that you have on Thanksgiving. So I think... It would take time, obviously. I don't have all the answers off the top of my head. But in theory, I want to, mm-hmm. I have this, I want to go to a restaurant that has <laughs> it you, sounds you, you know, other people's leftovers. No, not other people's leftovers, but <laughs> it's like food that's basically <laughs> been cooked twice. It's not just like the fresh. It's okay. like re- whatever. <laughs> and people are going to be like, this is an insane thing because you could just do it yourself or whatever. But I don't know. I just think there'd be a way to perfect it. I think there's a way to – I mean – it's not like, you know, like, think about this. Like, think about, like, wine in, like, certain cuts of meat. Like, you age them. Like, dry-aged beef. Like, it's not like everything's fresh, automatically the best. Like, that's not necessarily always true. So, and I guess that would count in there. A dry-aged beef, does that count? I don't know. Just a thought. I'm putting out into the universe. That won't happen, but that's something I've thought about. I guess I... If the, I don't think... I don't think the marketing for that will no, appeal it's not to obviously not going to be real. But I just, I part of it's just like I wonder what else is good reheated or might be better reheated than fresh. All right. If you have anything, be, hashtag BGN yeah. reheat. Hashtag BGN if you have reheat. any, uh, if, any... If you have any uh, foods that you think are better reheated than fresh. than the fresh version, yeah, or maybe like you know just as good but just different, you know, because sometimes. That's true. It's like, oh, I like yeah. like like the pizza thing. Like, I think sometimes you can like the fresh version, but then some people like that cold version as well. And it's not like the one is better. It's just like I also like this thing. It's different. More than one thing can be true. <sighs> Jimmy's smiling. All right, this has been <laughs> BGN Radio episode three hundred. What a hot, what a hot finish to the episode where we are predicting right. the Eagles will clinch the number one seed, and thus render their week 18 game against the New York Giants meaningless. Hopefully that is the case for both, uh, for many reasons, um, including mm-hmm. selfishly, because then it will be easier on us. I mean, we'll still be here. We'll yeah, still like, I'd like to take a little break. Pods, but yeah, yeah you know, just nice. kind of kick our feet up a little bit and uh, maybe it's less stress too. You know, you're watching these games, even if uh, you want to say that you don't have a rooting it, it's a stressful game to watch and cover and you're, there's all these things going on. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, it's a week where it's kind of like, uh, maybe Ian Book, you know, plays even a little bit yeah. in Week 18. Instead of, like, five matchups to watch, yeah. you write, like, like a preseason five game. players to watch. Like, Ian Book, yeah. N'Kobe Dean. Right. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun <laughs> to get some of these players? <laughs> you know? Like, Trey Sermon. Yeah. Maybe Trey Sermon, right. you know, gets, like, a big workload. Z- that'd be cool. Zach McPherson. Janarius <laughs> Robinson finally gets on the field. Put him sure. out there. See what he can yeah. do. Like, that'd be fun. Um, yeah. Like an ex- extra preseason game. Get to evaluate your roster a little bit. Uh, you can bump up some guys from the practice squad, too, if you want. Uh, yeah. All right. BGN Radio, 300, Brandon Lee Gowton, Jimmy Kemsky, at Brandon Gowton on Twitter and Instagram, at Jimmy Kemsky, Twitter, Instagram. Check out Right to Selling Craft Jerky by going to righttoselling.com using discount code BGN20. Again, this is the last time I'm saying this. BGN20 for 20% off your order. That discount code drops down to 15% in the new year, I believe. 
once January begins. So limited time. Pause the podcast or listen, finish the podcast and then go to RighteousSelling.com immediately and use discount code BGN20 for 20% off. It just doesn't make sense to wait to do it. You got to do it now to get the max savings. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, you're going to want to contact Kristen Roach of RoachRealtors.com or you can call or text this phone number. 856-906-9295. If you're looking to actually do those things, like give it a try right now. See if it works. Do it. Because if you need that, those services, she's there for you. All right. So we'll be back with you early next week. Have a happy, safe, healthy, and responsible New Year's Eve. Goodbye, everybody. PGN. 